Black True Crime is a podcast that researches and discusses murders committed by black offenders. It is a podcast that anyone and everyone is welcome to enjoy, but it may not be enjoyed by anyone and everyone. So listener discretion is advised. Now, without further ado, this is Black True Crime. Do not go gentle into that good night. Hello, everyone. Hi, guys. Hey, friends. <laughs> I'm Kayla. And I'm Kristen. And I'm Nikki. And this is Black True Crime. Purr. And if this is your first time here at the show, friend, welcome and hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> come in. Come sit with us. Have a good time. Are you ready to have a little bit of fun? We're going to have some fun today. And we have a special guest. If you have never listened to the show, you don't know who this woman is, child. But if you have, you got an idea. And either you love her or you hate her. But either way, she ain't going nowhere. It's Mama Nick. And if it's hate, we can square up. Well, we do enjoy doing episodes with Mom. Mm -hmm. Kristen and I actually recorded this case yesterday. Completely lost the audio. So we're back at it again with Mom, who hasn't heard the case at all. And she's going to give us a fresh take. So we're excited. Are you excited, Mom? I am so excited, and I want to wish everyone a happy new year, 2024. We are here. Yeah. And special shout out to my baby, Kay. I know that's right. So, mm-hmm. this week's case is, honestly, it's going to make you feel some things. Mm. It's going to have you up and down all around. Me and Kristen had such a great time covering it, so mm. we hope you guys have a great time listening to it with uh, the addition of mom today. So, are you ready, mom? Kayla, I've been born ready. I know Ooh, that's right. With her little be it. safe button on. Period. I need to start selling those again. And I need more merch. You do. You do need more merch. Everyone oh, needs more merch. Go to our website, blackdrewcrime.com. Just click on it and it'll have shop merch on there and buy you some merch. Buy you some merch, y'all. Do I get okay. a discount? Eh, we'll talk about it. So let's get started. <laughs> Today's case is about a man that dreamt of becoming a successful hip hop artist in New York <laughs> and eventually around the world. He signed a quarter of a million dollar record deal and was running in the same circles as some of the 90s most famous artists and producers. But this success wasn't enough to keep him happy because there was something he did that weighed heavily on his conscience. So much so that he felt he had no other choice but to turn himself in and confess. So join us. Mom, can you please? You know you don't talk during the intro. Oh, sorry, Kayla. Okay. Go ahead. So join us as we discuss the bizarre story of Travell Coleman, a.k.a. G-Dip. Period. Travell Gerald Coleman, a.k.a. G-Dip, short for Ghetto Dependent. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Lord help him. He need to was, change that name. I was like, who gave him that rap name? Why yeah. would you ever be proud of being dependent? So, yeah, short for Ghetto Dependent, he was born on November 19th, 1974 in Harlem and was raised by his grandmother in the James Weldon Johnson Housing Projects. Shout out for 74. Shout out to 74, child. I wasn't able to find out much about his childhood or how he grew up, but if he grew up in Harlem in the 1970s, we can just assume that he didn't have such a great childhood. Mm -mm. The 70s in Harlem, New York, it gives struggle. 
capital with the capital S. It was the darkest mm-hmm. time in Harlem's history due to the lack of jobs and the crazy high amount of violent crime happening. Was Good Times uh, filmed in Harlem or Chicago? Great question. I think Chicago. I thought mom. it was Chicago, but mm-hmm. somebody is screaming into the void telling us what it is. So mm-hmm. let us know. Right. So let us know. Um, okay. So there was a lot of violent crime happening. Plus, the average income in a household was less than $10,000 a year. Mom. Perspective. In 74. Well, you were just born. 75. <laughs> do you know how much your mom was making at that time? When your mom was one years old? I'm just saying, maybe they had a conversation about it. Mom. Well, Kristen, I'll put it like this. It wasn't much because my mom died in, uh, what year were you born? I was four months. Kristen's 1996. 96, my mom died in 97, four months after you were born, she died. And at that point, she had just made it to um, twelve fifty an hour, and, and she owned her own home and everything. Twelve wow. fifty, y'all. That's that's not that sounds horrific. She I can have a home on twelve fifty an hour. <laughs> twelve yeah, fifty in a brand brand new car. Wow. <laughs> Well, 10K still ain't much. Shout out to Gloria, child. Shout out to Gloria. Mm -hmm. Love her. And although the city started to incorporate job programs and other resources for the citizens around the late 80s, daily life was still a struggle, Mm -hmm. as you can imagine. Mm -hmm. And amongst all of this chaos and violence, the culture of hip-hop was born. My favorite genre of music. On August 11th, 1973, two teenagers in the Bronx named Clive and Cindy Camel threw a back-to-school house party. Mm-hmm. And Clive, who was Cindy's brother, also went by the name DJ Cool Herc. And at this party, he played some beats and, like, he chopped and screwed some stuff that ended up marking the birth of hip-hop. That don't sound right. Only 50 years old? I don't know. But... That's crazy that it was born literally at some hole in the wall house, probably. Mm-hmm. And it sounded like it was just a block party. Yeah. Period. A little oh. shink that A little shink. Everything big come out of something little. I love that, Mom. Mm-hmm. That's a quote. Oh. That's what she said. <laughs> the Jamaican native, and by Jamaican native, we're talking about Clive. Shout out to our Jamaican. Mm-hmm. Bumba Clot. Wagwan. Red beans and rice. I don't know. <laughs> oh <my laughs> <God>. Anyway. <laughs> Needless to say, hip hop blew up from there and as of 2024 has influenced so many different artists in so many different countries. And at this point, hip hop is a global music genre. Isn't that awesome? Like what was possibly birthed in the U.S. Mm -hmm. is now hitting stages worldwide by all different artists. Yeah. And cultures. Love it. Yeah. We are the blueprint. Anyway. (laughs) And one of the people inspired by hip hop so much so that he wanted to pursue a music career was Travay. So he decided to actually drop out of college at 18 to pursue his dreams. Ooh, he made it do. to college. Awesome, yes. T-Valley. Good yes. job, Travell. Good job, Travell. Travell started spending more time creating music in the studio. And if you know anything about studio time, it ain't cheap. So what was Travell doing to make some money? Mom, what you think? Drugs. <laughs> selling drugs. <laughs> selling drugs. No, in, the ge- in the ghetto. In the ghetto. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was the song too. 
Okay. I'm about to say she's about to go in with the ghetto. He could have okay. been selling in the ghetto, but also the suburbs. You know, because the white folk like the little cocaine chair. Yeah. And that was Travel's um drug of choice to sell. So he definitely wasn't even like playing with the weed and, you know, like that little cheddar change. Mm-hmm. He was trying to make some real coin. And he officially started his rap career in 1996 when he signed with a label called Tape Kings. Okay, the year that I was born, the year of the rat. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Hey, Travel, you look like Eddie Murphy's son. Ooh, oh, we didn't even say that. No. Okay, Travel. I didn't think he was he, giving anything. He's giving Eddie Murphy uh, Wesley Snipes a little bit. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm not mad at just anything a little just bit. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. He released singles in 1996, namely a track called How and another one called Automatic. And hmm. I happen to listen to both of them, and they're actually really good. But I love the feel of 90s music anyway. But if you guys haven't listened to it, I highly suggest taking a little gander. And we also have a little clip of a song that we're going to play of him so you guys can hear. Ready? Ready. <laughs> so, Woo! yeah, a little something, a little shing thudding. That's whack. That's whack like crack. <laughs> I got better bars than that. <laughs> I can't lie, I wasn't expecting that. I really was not expecting that. But he was smooth on it, Ma. His little dark look, you know, deep voice he had it going on. Girl, he sounded like he was stuttering and uh, didn't know what to say next, thinking of a rhyming word after that one and just kept going. Mm-hmm. That okay, was just the well, beginning of hip hop, so come on. Mom's also not very musically inclined, so we're going to just leave it right where that's at. Well, I may not can sing or carry a note, but I know what I hear. But I and know I what heard, love is, Jenna. And I know that I heard trash. Come on. Ooh. <laughs> mom, did you notice who else was on that track? Who, Tupac? No, no mom. mom. P. Diddy was on that track. Puff Daddy. Girl, I ain't no fan of Diddy right now. Nothing Diddy got to say. And that's why I'm saying, oh, yeah, if Diddy was there, uh-oh, let me see. What did he make Travail do? I Ooh. get to it. Christian, did I not say yesterday? Like I automatically think Diddy has something to do with it just because of who he is. But he did. He, he did. may not have, because from we'll get to it. We'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this song was made, I think, in like I don't know when it was made, but it was made after Travel ended up having a meeting with Diddy and signed a three hundred and fifty thousand dollar five album deal with Bad Boy Records. Bad boy, mm-hmm. bad boy. He released his debut album called Child of the Ghetto in 2001, and it peaked at the 106th spot on the Billboard 200 and was number 23 on the top R&B hip-hop album. That's not bad. He not has not bad, Travail. Right. Not bad at all. Mm-hmm. His single called Special Delivery, the one we just listened to, peaked at number three. So, like, sometimes you can listen to music now that artists are creating and a lot of them sampled his music that's a fact because i've heard that beat 10 times over yeah so travel ended up being dropped from bad boy records after a time and i'm not really sure why well i wasn't sure like at this point in my research but we're gonna get to it well, because um, I know he didn't want to go to them parties Diddy was giving. He don't look like that type. <laughs> Mom, so, we don't know if Diddy was throwing parties back in the 90s. He, he, was, he, was, he was throwing he was. parties back in the 90s. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was because he was already groomed. So go ahead. Yeah, Who Violet was he groomed by? Quincy uh, Jones. 
Whoa. <laughs> Wait, that's a whole nother episode. Mom's pulling cords. I know, and names and all. Wow. Well, they said on YouTube, so. I was about to say, she been watching somebody's videos. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. Okay. <laughs> Every year that passes by, I think all of our goals should just be to get better. Period. To be better. Period. And a part of being better is feeling better. And to eat better, y'all. And to eat better. And if you want to eat better, you need to go ahead and go on and get you some daily harvest. At least try it, y'all, because imagine you ain't going to the store to get no star fruit, passion fruit, all these different types of fruits. <laughs> Dragon fruits. And, yeah. You know, so imagine somebody being able to just bring it to your house, putting it in a bowl where all you have to do is add a little this, add a little that, and then boom, it's done. Yeah. They have like this dragon fruit and lime smoothie that's amazing. And all you do is put it in your blender and add milk of your choice or some water chill daily harvest allows me to just go into my freezer yep. get something out and then i can say i have fruit today i have fruit today so say yes to healthy habits without the hassle with daily harvest go to dailyharvest.com slash black crime to get up to 65 dollars off your first box plus free shipping for a limited time only so get on it chill 65 dollars yeah that's dailyharvest.com slash black true crime for up to $65 off your first box and free shipping. Okay, back to the episode. <laughs> so even though he got kicked from his label, this didn't stop Travell from creating music. Okay. In 2007, he and an artist named Loon created an independent album called Bad Boy. Ooh, that's a little shade. May cause some issues, but I didn't look into it, so I don't know. And then... He released another album in 2010 called Ghetto Legend with Famous Records label. I like his niche. Like, he's really owning the ghetto. The ghetto. I was about to say, his niche is ghetto. His niche is ghetto. He is ghetto. I feel that. So to sum it all up, Travell wasn't on the (laughs) level of like an LL Cool J. No. Or like, you know, or like a Biggie and Tupac or nothing like that. But he was making music. He has some motion and hopefully he was mm-hmm. making some money from it. And he was just mm-hmm. doing his thing. I read that he even helped popularize the Harlem Shake Dance. Get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. And while he was making music and trying to break into the hip hop industry, Travell amassed a bit of a thick criminal record. Oh, Lord, Travell. Mm-hmm. You still robbing? And he spent some time in Rikers Island. I read that after 2003, his record included some drug arrests, burglary charges, and grand larceny. And he had like 25 of these charges. Oh. Yeah. So he didn't care. I'm like, Vel was out there doing what? What? He was niggas doing. He was surviving. Mm-hmm. Some of his lyrics at the time even spoke about the stuff he was doing and said, quote, keeping America high. And why wouldn't I? Gangsters don't talk. We beat the case and walk. Wow. Was that a bar, mom? Since you think you can do so much better. Girl, that was a bar. That was a bar. Like, dang, though, Belly. You talk about getting America high. Why wouldn't you? Where's your loyalty? Where's your patriotism? Patriotism. (sighs) My booty crack hole. To your own peoples? Yeah, that's the, the one they go for. Yeah. I sell cracks to my grandmama. If I had what? <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> Kayla. Is- <laughs> Tanita, absolutely. Oh, okay. If I, had, if I was selling crack and she needs sell, I would give it to her. Travell was real bold. You know, and he's not like any, he's not too much different from the rappers today. Like one thing they're going to do is stitch on themselves mm. on a song. Pop Period, on a song. Freedom of speech. <laughs> 
his brazenness with his lyrics may have something to do with him just being confident and just not really caring or it may have to do something with his pcp addiction that he developed my in 2001 travel was on pcp child smoking wet blocks oh man pcp make you go crazy so yeah crazy i remember mm-hmm. the time people were smoking pcp and bath sauce and was out in the middle of the street strong as heck and naked yeah. faces and stuff that's so, why he was in jail like that <laughs> yeah and his drug arrests and stuff like that he also spent a lot of time in the hospital so he Aww. was just toe up why though like he had his music he was successful or something of it mm-hmm. he was still out here robbing and still smoking you know what i love kristen how you're pretending you don't know i know it's very nice well i know what happened kristen is but I'm he went saying. to diddy's party go ahead mom we're gonna get into it many reasons this man could have been on drugs is what we were basically <laughs> saying so many reasons okay by 2008, he was on a road to recovery and was even in a Narcotics Anonymous 12-step program. Good. Well, good for him. So homeboy was doing better. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord mm-hmm. is good. Yes, so that means, is. which means that from what we know, he was completely sober when in 2010, he shockingly walked into a 25th precinct police station and confessed to the 1993 cold case murder of a man from Queens named John Hankel. Mm-hmm. he found jesus Ooh. he found jesus mom when he was locked up that he confessing like that that was he years wasn't locked later. Up, he wasn't locked up he, he wasn't was locked up he was a free man so we're gonna get to it hmm. here's what happened on october 19th 1993 a month before travel's 19th birthday travel approached a man named john hankel in an attempt to rob him no mm-hmm Travell said, quote, he was standing under the scaffolding on Park Avenue and 114th Street. I was riding my bike. I told him, give me the money. He was mm-hmm. kind of, you know, unresponsive, end quote. Which for me, I'm like, I'm not going to be responsive. I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know, take this dog on purse, take whatever you can, whatever. But that's not everyone's reaction off it. Yeah, he was probably stuck. Like, hey, where you even come from? Mm-hmm. I actually have a clip of him explaining what happened like as he's in the police station. So you want to hear it, Mom? Yes. Here we go. Like, uh, facially, like, you know, but like, he didn't he didn't say anything. So, you know, I just I just kept I asked him again, where where's the money? And he put his hands up and then he just uh I don't know, we caught eye contact, then he then then he just then he, he like grabbed the gun and uh, it was kind of like a struggle and I pulled the gun fa- pulled the gun back from him and uh, then I fired I fired um, three times and um, I didn't realize it was hitting him or anything I just because I, I didn't I didn't see anything on you know I, I just fired I, I fired uh, three times, and then, then I, uh, I went uh, after after I fired the gun. I just I kind of just like ran back to the, the 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 bicycle that I had on the side. And I got on it. He kind of, he kind of came after me, and I rode off. 
That's sad. It is. It really is. But he shot him three times and said the man still came out of him. Isn't that crazy? Which is insane. Yeah. Uh I don't I don't know if all three shots hit him necessarily, but I do know that at least one hit him in the chest and that's Hmm. what killed him. So I'm going to say rest in peace to John, by the way. Yeah, John. The next day, the police were canvassing the neighborhood and asking people if they knew anything about John's death. And they happened to stop Travell. And according to him, quote, they said, do you know anything about a shooting that occurred yesterday? And I said, nah. That made me think he didn't pass away because they said shooting. So I kind of get that. But at the same time, if you shoot somebody, I automatically think you meant to kill them. So I would just assume that that's what happened, especially if I shot them three times. Yeah, I'm shooting three times. Uh, I'm expecting somebody's dead. I don't think he really meant to kill him. I think he was startled, you know, because they was fighting over the gun and all that stuff. And then um, adrenaline, whatever, he uh, shot shot it to scare him off. No, Um, I don't agree with that. Well, so what? we can agree well, to disagree. Okay, mom. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, dang. I'm no. I'm just saying. I was that. up going with you until the whole he start <laughs> shot him, just startle him and scare nah. him off. No, I think it was life or death. I don't think he expected John to come for his weapon, and when he did, yeah, adrenaline started rushing. He had to make a choice, mm-hmm. but. He still killed him. He yeah. still shot him, which means mm-hmm. you knew what you was doing. Whether you wanted to kill is, you know, a question, but you knew that you were shooting him to injure at least. Yeah. Not to startle. For me, I think if you pull your gun out at all on somebody, you're you're playing with fire. You're yeah. planning on shooting them and killing them. Guns aren't anything to, you know, pussyfoot around with. So mm-hmm. Travell is definitely wrong. Whether John scared him or not, you shouldn't have been trying to rob him at gunpoint. In the point. first place. You know? Well, that part, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Travell waited a week to get rid of the gun, which he ended up throwing into the East River. He said he never told a soul about what happened that day and spent the next four years of his life obsessing over his music career, saying, quote, I felt like I couldn't really tell anybody. I didn't want them to be involved, which is, which is nice. So put all your black asses in jail. Excuse my language. Hmm. Excuse. <laughs> and four years later, he ended up being approached by Diddy. Mm. And at the time, Travell had a girlfriend and a baby girl. So that money would have helped him a lot. And it was more money than he probably ever seen in his whole stinking life. So I can get why he said yes to the devil. But despite his newfound fame and quote unquote fortune, because we know Diddy be stealing for folk and he probably didn't mm. even see all that money. Travell just couldn't shake the guilt. He said, quote, it seemed like it just wasn't fair for me to be happy. I used to curb my happiness, you know, like just, ha, wait a minute. I'm smiling too much. I'm laughing too much. I thought about whether or not he had children. I couldn't believe that I could have this beautiful thing in my life and have done something like that. He could have been a father. And here I am trying to be a father. Wow, Travell, you got integrity too. It really does sound like true remorse, Mom. Genuine remorse, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. It's nice to see. He mm-hmm. had his daughter from his previous relationship, and then he welcomed twin boys in 2004. According to Travell, his music suffered greatly, and he ended up being dropped from Bad Boy Label because of it. He said, quote, it probably was the drugs. I was just <laughs> knee-deep <laughs> I was just knee deep in trying to medicate myself and not feel. And numb myself to whatever I was dealing with. 
That's where the drugs come in. Diddy didn't get to him. Okay, I repent. <laughs> oh, I say, you know, uh, uh, we could be wrong every now and again. I mean, but one of the biggest influencers for people to do drugs is to medicate, yeah. self-medicate, something that they can't deal with. Been there, I done, that. I understand that. Mm-hmm. And one day in 2010, it all became too much to bear. So the 37-year-old walked into a police station and told an officer that he was responsible for a murder that happened over 15 years ago. Wow. Mm-hmm. According to Gervell, he confessed because even though he didn't know the victim died, he was just trying to get things right between himself and Gort. That's commendable, but I would have took that to the grave. <laughs> <laughs> I would have let the Lord himself, because he's the only one that can judge me, judge me once I got up there, child. Isn't that crazy? Like, this is the same court system you probably rap about that you don't trust and how it's always locking black folks up. And it's F the police. And you walk into there knowing that they're going to convict you. It was almost like he needed to convict himself with the law. Yeah. He said it was real. It It was really heavy on him. He said, quote, that was the only way I could have been absolved. Personal sacrifice. So good for him in the grand scheme of things, question mark, but it couldn't have been me. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just it's a strong person to do something like that. So mm-hmm. kudos to Travel. Her. And what's even mm-hmm. crazier than Travel snitching on himself is the reaction that the police officer gave him. He did absolutely nothing about it. The police didn't? Yeah, mom. The police literally so this is what Travel said. He said, quote, I guess he felt like it was so outlandish. So he was like, listen, that was a long time ago. Give me your number and I'll call you. (laughs) I wonder if he thought Travel was a little drugged up. You know, like somebody got to be crazy to walk up in here talking about they confessed to a murder. That's an assumption. But if we believe what he said, he's been he's been sober since what, 2008. Yeah, but was he giving sober when he walked up in <laughs> is there? Is the question. Well, the police didn't want to do all that paperwork. So <laughs> it, was, it, it was cheaper to keep him. <laughs> Let him up. Ba- baby, I like, see you broken. So you, you done paid and you done suffered a lot. Go on, go on with your life. Your go. Yeah, I'm going to get you on another charge though. But this one, I ain't doing the paperwork for this one. I'm going to get you on the next one though. <laughs> He's probably like, wait till somebody else is on the clock. I'm about to get off right, in 25 minutes. Go. I am not dealing with this. <laughs> And so when a phone call never came after two weeks, Travell went back to the uh, to the police station and confessed again. Are you sure he was sober? Because that's crazy. <laughs> God gave saying. him a, a olive branch. He should have took the branch. What the that's world? That's what I'm saying. Don't go Literally. twice. Literally. Oh, he Lord was hiding, you. y'all. I forgave mm-hmm. you. Well, honestly, like if he wanted to live the best of his, I mean, the rest of his life guilt free, how could he do that with that looming over his head? He never knows when they're going to knock on his door. He never. So maybe all these things was going in his mind. Also, like we said, the conviction of a man, it can be very intense. So he felt like he needed to go up in there. He felt like he needed judgment. Only thing I can think of, because he got away with murder, is like you said, the looming thoughts of when will they come knocking? Because surely they're going to come knocking after I said that, and he didn't want to live with that part of it now. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he had enough money to skip town and get out of there, because I don't know. I don't know so what to tell we you. Think. So we think, because we don't know what direct deposits was hitting his checking account. You know, we don't know what checks Diddy was actually signing and actually giving this man. I remember Diddy that, dropped him. So we don't oh, know. Oh, he got that, dropped. He did. Yeah, yeah. When that happened and 
how okay. he was living after that. It's true. Yeah, it's true. I don't know about you, but where we live, it's super cold outside, but I'm still a hot bitch. <laughs> My body still be overheating and it's becoming more and more important for me to spend the good coin on how I'm sleeping and what I'm sleeping on. And that brings me to Miracle Made. Miracle Made has created some of the best fabrics inspired by NASA, by the way, mm. to help with your sleeping. It prevents up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving your sheets cleaner for longer. And it's just amazing. Yeah. So and less odor too, because y'all know that. Yeah, we be sweating sometimes you know? at night. And we be getting down in the sheets. Yeah. But let me tell you something. So for me, I sleep with my dog. Yes, I sleep with Lady. So imagine <laughs> these miracle may sheets mm-hmm. that can help me. mitigate the odor. That can help you not break out as much because she be getting in the bed with stuff. No and she shade. be on them pillows, child. She mm-hmm. loves something soft. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and upgrade your sleeping equipment. Go to trymiracle.com slash black to try Miracle Made sheets today. That's trymiracle.com slash black true crime. Mm-hmm. And whether you're buying them for yourself or for someone that you love, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo code black true crime at checkout, you'll get three free towels and then save an extra 20%. So I, I don't even know how to describe this to you. It's just so much money saved. You might as well try it. Pure. Pure. Okay. Back to the episode. Travel said, quote, I think I was just at a point where enough is enough. It never went away, me thinking about it. So I was like, mm-hmm. I had to do something about it. Your mind, man, like your mind is your ultimate prison. We. So apparently Travell's account of what happened lined up with the evidence police found while investigating, and they decided to go ahead and arrest him for John's murder. When Travell was later asked if he had regretted coming forward, he said, quote, nah. In the back of my mind, I knew that what if was always a factor. Mm. So I think he's talking about like, what if they come to get me? What if I get caught for this? So it's, you know, it's now or later. Wow. Mm -hmm. We didn't think about that the first time we ran through it. (laughs) So we were thinking it's more so just for him, like his selfishness of I got to get my mind right. I have to be able to live free. Mm -hmm. So let me go and tell them what I did. But maybe it was for his family, too, for his kids. You know, what if they came up in their lives one day and snatched their daddy away? It's true. And they had no idea because he never said anything. It's true. Mm -hmm. Maybe he did do it for others other than just himself. Yeah. To kind of like have some type of control over it when if they were involved or if they found him out, he'd have no control. Yep, because they could come at any point in time. Makes sense. And when his family found out, they were, mom, falling in the casket dramatic. I mean, I get it. Like, you know, your loved one is going away for something that is crazy. And to them, he was loving and super kind. And they never thought in a million years he could kill someone. So Mm -hmm. this, this shakes you, you know, it definitely rocks your foundation. When the case was made public and Diddy was asked about it on a radio show, he said, quote, G-Dep is one of the nicest artists I ever worked with. You could always feel like something was troubling his soul because he was a real quiet. But he's the type of guy who wouldn't hurt a fly. He did the right thing and manned up to it. He had a real bad drug problem and that could have caused that situation. All right, Diddy, I'm going to give you that. Diddy is an op. And I think when I read that, I was like, why did you have to bring up his bad drug problem? Just say what you had to say and <laughs> keep it pushing. Keep it pushing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because not- it doesn't explain why he did what he did. 
He ain't learned Ooh. nothing from Travell's life. Well, he ain't going to snitch. Diddy's the type of man, he ain't playing with no $350,000. He's worth millions of dollars. So, nah, he wasn't giving it up to snitch about what he was doing to women. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. men that were consenting in the booty hole. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. On January 13th, 2011, Travell pleaded. Allegedly. Not- you have to oh, say there allegedly. We go. I was- Mom, you on that? You on that? Because I wrote that down. I forgot to say it. I was like, "Diddy ain't gonna see this, so I don't care." But yeah, allegedly, allegedly what he was allegedly doing the booty holes and stuff. Because he'll sue our behinds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we ain't got nothing to give him. Not even a booty hole. <laughs> Mom, did you say not even a booty hole? <laughs> Can't have it. Mm-mm. Allegedly. I'll go out swinging before I hear anything to hit. My gosh. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on Jane. <laughs> On January 13th, 2011, Travell pleaded not guilty to the second degree murder charge. Um, which is like, what? You confess. So. <laughs> you confess, but maybe he expected him to give him a lighter sentence. When you go to trial, you are playing with the gamble of like, okay, the jury can decide, you know, whether they, because sometimes you have the option, maybe they charge you with second degree, but the jury doesn't agree to that. So mm-hmm. maybe they'll go down to manslaughter or something. So you could face less time. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Either way, he pled not guilty, went to trial, and was found guilty on January 13th, 2011. <laughs> I mean, what, what was he planning on getting? I'm I mean, like, they, all they needed to do was play his confession tape and court is adjourned. Maybe they didn't give him a good plea deal, you know? Maybe he wanted a chance, like Kayla said, for a lesser sentencing. Mm-hmm. Well, his mouth was wrong because if he was going for go. mercy, <laughs> no. If you were going they to like, confess work. and get it off mm-hmm. of your chest, then you wouldn't have... You wouldn't have been worried too much about the time, but I'm not going to lie. 15 years or 20 or 25 in prison is a lot to look at. So mm-hmm. he should have counted the calls before he went up in that court or oh, oh, that uh, police once, station. But he should have took it to the grave. I know, right? <laughs> Maybe that's what his attorney wanted him to do, y'all. We don't know if it was just yeah. Travell. He don't know nothing about the courts. Right. Well, we don't know. So No, what had happened was when his family found out and that was their response, he didn't think, you know, he thought he was going to be, you know, a mortar or something. But uh, they said, uh-uh, we need you. Right, fight so, this, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Jim Nelson, who was the editor-in-chief of GQ magazine at the time, big deal, served as a jury foreman in the murder trial of John Hankel and would later write about the case, quote, you have to concede that that man probably lived in a jail in his house in his head for 18 years. The hard part about this case is that it involves a guy who didn't really need to come forward who did. I mean, he needed to come forward for his conscience, but we were wrestling with this as jurors because we kind of thought, why did you come forward? Mm-hmm. Our mission is very, very specific. Is this guy guilty? And I wrestled with that because I knew, I knew he was. I just didn't almost feel worthy of passing judgment on this guy. He did kill. I don't go into this with rose-colored glasses. I completely understand that for the people who knew John Hankel, it's a different story. And we have to keep that in mind. The case of Travell Coleman has haunted me. I think the guy got a bad shake. I think he did something honorable and society punished him for it. Ooh. But did he? But did he? He took a life. Right. And like society was punishing him for that. Not the fact that he That he told on himself. Absolutely. We want want people to come forward and do stuff like that. But at the end of the day, he still murdered somebody. Right. 
yeah, yeah, he took a life. And, um, you know, a life or a life, whether it's life in prison or whatever, don't make it right. And especially because, like y'all said, it wasn't a mistake. He shot three times. Whether he hit him three times or not, he meant to yeah. kill. That's what y'all yeah. said. So, uh, and then he was free for 15 <laughs> years to do whatever he wanted to do, make kids, make a lot of them, and make money and all that stuff. Um, he he ain't no hero because he, he told on himself right. he did it. I agree. I'm like you don't you know always give someone a cookie for doing what they're supposed to do. Like you don't right. you don't reward a fish for swimming type of thing. And to be fair, mm, 15 I like years <laughs> in the grand scheme of it, it's not. I mean, he gets out. He gets out. You know, he it's gets like- out and he still gets to live life. And we have y'all didn't get to that point yet. Almost, we hadn't oh. even talked about that yet. <laughs> On May 8, 2012. I'm so sorry. This is why Krista don't usually That's know why stuff. I can't know stuff. She don't turn up. <laughs> so, <laughs> I said, y'all didn't even say that. Like, hold on. Hold on. On May 8, 2012, he was sentenced to 15 years in prison. So he confessed mm-hmm. in 2010, was sentenced in 2012. So the wheels of justice were not waiting. They, they were actually moving quickly in this case. Since he was sentenced to 15 years, that means he would be getting out in 2027. It's kind of soon. Yeah. Three more years. He's alive. My wow, yeah, he's, he's alive. alive. He went in when what? He was, uh, 35? <laughs> I'm just confused. Where he at? Girl, I'm looking for more. No, I was looking for more murder and crime. I thought somebody was shook him or something. Shook him. Lord. Bob. Stay with us, Mom. Don't start inferring what may be happening. Just stay with what okay. is happening. Oh, well, tell a good story then. Okay, go I on. am. And am. <laughs> and are. And is. And did. And do. Why are you trying okay. to play? <laughs> so Travell married the mother of his twins, Crystal. Uh-huh. In 2004, and even though they separated in 2008, she claimed that she still doubted Travell was responsible for John's murder. Mm. She said, quote, it's a different Travell to me, not on drugs. He feels freer, and that you can tell by, ta- by talking to him. He sounds a lot better like the Travell I first met, caring, loving, trying to do what he can, end quote. So, you know, you... Your, your marriage doesn't work out, but she still speaks highly of him. That is going to go a long way, I think, when he's trying to appeal his cases or even trying to get out early. Especially when she saw the worst parts of him while he was, while on, he drugs. was on drugs. Yeah, that's the only time y'all black women and white women and Hispanic women and everything else women don't judge when y'all want to hold on to that piece of man. <laughs> you judge everything from a soft to that piece of man. <laughs> You gonna hold on to that piece of man. He ain't a whole one, but a piece of one. And I'm gonna find that good piece and hold on to him. We've so all been there. I get it. I get it. I'm 29 years in the game. Yeah. Uh, sometimes people say a piece of one is better than a whole one, but that's a lie. You better make them whole. Come on. Just something with a child because the dating <laughs> yeah. pool is sewage water. And I'm not trying to go there. When he initially told Crystal about what he did, she recommended that he just confess to a priest <laughs> and leave it where it's at that's what we said period but he said that wasn't good enough and after his sentencing he reflected on his choice and said quote a lot of the burden is lifted and that was mm-hmm. what i needed to do that is so commendable travail i Shall mean I? really and especially that i know he's still alive i mean i'm all for it now <laughs> 
I thought somebody shanked them up in the place or whatever. We had a sad story ending, but this is really, really, really uh, great. I was said, Ma, you don't know. You was just, you were just going off. <laughs> you were just guessing stuff, which is okay because usually you guess correct. Like when you're on okay. here, you come with, you come with the, the intuition. But you look well, I ain't been on here time. in, I ain't been <laughs> on here in three, three months. So shoes. That's all right. I'm a little, a little rusty. rusty. That's all right. <laughs> but I'm glad. I'm 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 glad this time I'm rusty yeah. because yeah. Uh, it's a it's a it's a good ending. And what he got three more years. Right. As of well, right now, could, well, we're gonna get to it. Okay. Mm-hmm. The judge and the prosecution in this case showed sympathy toward Travell. Like, genuine sympathy. And although they felt that Travell did the right thing, he was still guilty and had to pay the price for what he did to John. Mm-hmm. The twins, Tyler and Travell Jr., are in their early 20s now. And although they don't remember, like, a whole lot of their dad, because he went to jail when they were, like, seven, they're excited for him to get out. Like, they want to spend time with him and still want to have that relationship with him. So I think that's dope. Aww. And I hope that he... <laughs> well, it's cute. And I feel like they can look up to him for the decision that he made. Like, yeah, like... That was kind of stupid, but at the same time, that was honorable. And it just shows sometimes honorable decisions do don't look crazy, make a lot of sense and do look very much crazy. You know what decision don't make a lot of sense to me right now? Here we go. How are you going to have twin boys in lane one or junior and then something else? That ain't fair. What if the other I, one want to be a junior? Why can't you just, just junior, junior? I just don't understand. Oh, it's supposed to be named Travell? Mom, not everything, not every name suggests inequality. Like, our middle names are the same because mom wanted us to feel like we, she loved us the same. Ridiculous. It's but that's But that's her experience, you know? And it's not everyone's experience. Well, the thing is, Kayla, I didn't name y'all both. <laughs> I could have named your first name Nicole or 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 Nikki or Nikita and 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 but y'all was born thirteen months apart. I'm talking about two twins. (laughs) (laughs) So the boys still want a relationship with their dad, despite Travell Jr. admitting that quote in the past. I was very angry, very confused because it's like you just left your entire family to repent for your sins, and we have a single mother who takes care of both of us. I was very mad about that because it left mom in a terrible state. Oh, so, you know, when you see your mom struggle and stuff, yeah, you, you go point the finger at the man that you feel like is making her struggle. Like right. she didn't get no help, you know, from Travell. Right. That's real. That's real. And tough. nobody came to get their dad. He chose to leave. So mm. I know that was something they had to struggle with. Yeah. That's, that's real talk. Mm-hmm. A man's gotta do what a man's gotta do. We all have some type of habit that we hate and want a break yes and some of us it involves putting things to our hands and then to our mouths <laughs> and breathing in something mm-hmm. and if that's you you should definitely try fume fume is an innovative award-winning flavored air device and instead of vapor fume uses flavored air y'all flavored air sounds dope this is like revolutionary i need to know more And if you feel like you want to know more and start a better habit in the new year, all orders for the month of January have buy one, get one course. So you can stock up for that new year's resolution. Plus as a listener of this show, you can get an extra 10% when you use our code. So head to tryfume.com slash black true crime and use our code black true crime for an additional 10% off plus a buy one, get one course until January 31st. And the cores are like the different flavors that they have. They have peppermint. They have 
what I don't even know what else they had because I love peppermint so much. That's the only one that I use. So yeah, <laughs> look into it. We highly suggest it. And then you also save 10% off the journey pack. So a lot of savings. Check it out. Ain't no and, nicotine. Right. No nicotine involved. And the link will be in our description. Okay. Okay. Back to the episode. So fast forward to 2023, Travell has spent about 12 years in prison at this point and had three more years until he can be eligible for parole. And -hmm. if you know anything about the parole board, even just specifically New York's parole board, it's not easy getting parole out there. Like you can be Mm -hmm. eligible for it, but it don't mean they're going to give it to you. Mm -hmm. Did Kim Kardashian go there and speak for her? She didn't. (laughs) Um. And didn't. But Travell had someone on the outside that wanted to do what they could to make sure he either got parole or was granted granted clemency by the governor. Because those are the mm-hmm. only two ways somebody can get out early. Or in a pie box. But we don't want that for him. Right. Mm-mm. And that man was Prosecutor Dave Drucker. So this man was the guy that actually prosecuted Travell's case and sent him away for the 15 years. He went out of his way to contact New York's most well-known clemency lawyer named Steve Zaidman, and he asked him to take Travell's case and to, like, help him get out. Mm-hmm. Ma, I don't even think you understand. Right. Like, are, you are you getting what you said? The prosecutor, the person that put Travell behind bars, is advocating for him to get out early. I get it. Okay. It's not giving. But all right. When determining if... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's huge for huge. The, the person who well, prosecuted him to go to prison is now 12 years later remembering him and rooting for him and trying to get him out early. Well, let me tell you something. His job 12 years ago was to win the case. He did his job. He may not have agreed with it. He had empathy and sympathy and all that stuff. But uh, at that point, I need to win. So he did what he did to put him behind her. But now he's going to remember, oh, well, let me go do what I really wanted to do at first. Not send him there anyway. So let me get him out early. I get it. Me- Ooh, I hate when mom makes sense. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. It does make sense, it makes mom. Sense. Mm-hmm. It really Especially is. when you can see that he was remorseful from the from the jump you know it's hard to just mm-hmm. be like yeah spend the next 15 years of your life in jail away from your kids and stuff when you didn't have to do this in the first place so i get right. it wow mm-hmm. okay maybe dave was feeling a little bit of his own conviction maybe he had done something and didn't you turn know himself in a man's gotta do what a man's gotta do mm-hmm. or not or not i wouldn't do it So when determining if someone deserves clemency, the governor looks at three things. One, the length of time someone has served. Two, a record of good conduct and rehabilitation. And then three, a re-entry plan with evidence of a strong support system. Mm -hmm. So Stephen got to work and he included letters um, from not only Travell's family and friends, but from members of the community, politicians, um, the prosecutor, and the judge that presided over Travell's trial. So the judge mm-hmm. vouched for him too? The judge is on top of it too. Mm-hmm. And Stephen made sure to point out the fact that it is, quote, unheard of for both the trial prosecutor and the trial judge to support clemency so ardently for the person they prosecuted and sentenced. Right. It's a big deal. It is a big deal. It mom. is. It really is. Make your voice <laughs> let us know that, mom, because it's not giving. Okay, first y'all tell me to hush, and then when I'm hushing, y'all tell me loud. He goes on to say, quote, many defendants display remorse, but it is rarely clear how much they are sorry for their crime and how much they are sorry for getting caught. With Mr. Coleman, there is no doubt his remorse is as genuine as any I or others I have talked to have ever seen. 
A decision Aww. to release Mr. Coleman now will be a very safe as well as humane decision. Mm, that's, that's right. Sweet. I love that. I, I love, love that. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But even though all of this was pointed out, clemency wasn't guaranteed, especially since it was so rare for the governor to grant it. So between the years of 1914 and 1924, the New York government was handing out 70 commutations a year. But between 1990 and 2019, they only commuted like 70 people altogether. And well, that, let me like, ask you this. 29 year time span. Was uh, Honest Schwarzenegger uh, the governor then? I think it's. I think it's Schwarzenegger. I think he was the governor of Cali. <laughs> <laughs> so no. So no to both of the things that you said. Wait, wait. Are no you to sure? you pronouncing his name ridiculously. <laughs> and no to him being the governor of New York. <laughs> being right along. Was he of Cali? I'm telling you, you don't know when I'm going to say something in and out. <laughs> Just call me in and out. Cause <laughs> I thought he was the governor of New York. No. And that isn't even the craziest thing that you just said. So... <laughs> The, well, the reason why governors weren't really trying to give people commutations and stuff is because they felt like, okay, if the person gets out and they commit another crime, I'm going to be blamed for it. Mm. And there's no mm. way I'm going to get reelected. So it was definitely like political motivations involved. Mm-hmm. Um, but Stephen was ready with a rebuttal for that mm-hmm. part of it. And he said about Governor Kathy Hochul, who was the governor of New York at the time. Don't know if she's still oh, in okay. care. Quote, What I keep saying to the governor's people is that if there was ever a case where there was no political risk, this is the one. She could stand up at a conference and say, quote, he turned himself in. The judge is urging this. The prosecutor is urging this. But you got to still realize the family of that young man that he killed. You know, it's been 15. I mean, he spent 15 years free. You know, uh, and he could have gotten away with it. I mean, it didn't bring no solace to them that he turned himself in. And then when he did get sentenced, he got another 15 years and they want to cut that short. That ain't bringing their loved one back. That ain't putting nothing in their pocket. So, you know, it's like he only got three more years to go. Y'all, y'all yeah. shorten that on that for a life. So, yeah. you know, let him go and finish it. It makes well, perfect sense. And we're going to get to mm-hmm. what the family was saying. Because oh, okay. they were saying what I probably would say. Mm. So the clemency decisions are usually made around the Christmas holiday. And in December of 2022, Governor Hochul ended up granting clemency to 13 people. Mm. That's a mm. lot of people. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, Travell wasn't one of them. But his petition wasn't full out, like, denied. His application was, like, still alive in a way, which mm. is cool. And as of the recording of this episode... Travell is still serving his time at Fishkill Correctional Facility in Beacon, New York. Okay. And in December of 2023, his sentence was finally commuted by Governor Hochul, which means he'll be eligible for parole this year. This year he's eligible. Yes. So if the parole board agrees, like, hey, you can go back into society, you're not a danger, he could be free this year. Okay. So even though he wasn't granted clemency, he was still granted an earlier parole. Okay. Clemency and commutation is kind of like... They are used interchangeably, but I don't think they mean the same thing. Okay. Um, 
with his sentence being commuted means that it was dropped down. I think clemency means that he would just straight up be released. Yeah. Out. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so his it was commuted. Um. So that's a good thing. He's looking at parole this year. So you know, if he gets approved, if he he'll go before the board this year. Mm-hmm. Travell is now married to Letitia Evans Coleman, and they have been married for six years. Apparently, Letitia was actually in the hip hop industry back in Azai, okay. and she went by Ooh, Hustle Zai. Bunny. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Hustle Bunny. She went by Hustle Bunny, and they met in 1999. And I guess they like reconnected while he was in prison. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Couldn't pay me. They don't make it prison for six years. My mama did. What? <laughs> <laughs> mind blown um, like literally yes. what was Gloria My, doing girl she had started doing the pen pal writing thing with these, this negro in a Wisconsin uh, jail uh-huh. and then she would go and they would take pictures and all that stuff and they were gonna get married I don't know if they had conjugal visits while she was there but I don't know she used to go up that street a lot to Wisconsin from St. Louis but anyway what? I'll I don't know what was written in that last letter that she said, you a lie, man. You, I mean, not this one. So Ooh. they cut, she cut them off and stopped writing. There was so many letters coming to that house. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I, grandma, I'm about to say, let me tell you something about Gloria okay. Chase. She was going to live. He must have told her the truth, truth. <laughs> about why he was in there, and, and she's scared, scared the daylight's out of her. <laughs> she cut that thing so quick. If she's anything like her mother, Essie, he may have asked her for a couple dollars. No. And you know, Essie, as soon as somebody asks her for some money, she ain't gonna talk to you again. <laughs> she gonna slam that door. Your face. Don't you ever show up on my door on the first of the month with my food stamps and checks, nigga? Please, you don't see? you ever, ever do that. <laughs> Wow, girl! One of the yeah, just a mess. <laughs> I love that. She She's worked crazy. for everything she had. What you mean? Yeah, she was like, "You plotting? Why are you over here on the first? You come over on the on first. Third. You can come on the <laughs> second or the third for your booty call, but not on the first. You don't mess right. with my kids. Twist it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love her. Hmm. His two sons, Tyler and Travell Jr., now work as animators. Uh, they taught hmm. themselves how to do like two D and three D renderings, and even some stop motion shorts which is like nice. a really hard thing to do. If you know anything about um, like Chicken Run mm-hmm. or that that movie with that dog and that... Um... <laughs> Grummer uh, and Rob... Uh, no, Grum- Grum- that dog. Yes, mom, Grum- Grummage and Rummin, whatever you said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's extremely hard to do. So it's pretty impressive. And it's something that they look forward to being able to show their dad when he gets out. Because after all this time, like... Apparently, he's never seen their work. Oh, this is sweet. It's a big deal. Very nice. Very nice. And on the other side of things, some of John Hankel's family members are furious that the DA and the judge were advocating for Travell's early release. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would be too, honestly. His brother, Robert Hankel, called the push for clemency a farce, saying, quote, this is such a conflict of interest. The same guy who put him away is now asking for him to get out? It is one thing to seek clemency for drug crimes, but not murder. Let him rot in jail. Let him do his 15 years, and then he can try to get out on parole. So, 
I get it. I ain't mad at him. I get it. Right, right. He ain't said nothing that's too crazy because, no, you know, as as a family member, you didn't have to do that. John didn't do nothing to you. Yeah, and he's coming from the scope of pain and the scope that my brother was killed. My brother was killed at the hands of you and now because you snitched on yourself, you deserve to get out early. That's not how it works. Like, even if there's remorse, true remorse, great, thank you. But 15 years is the least you can give me as his brother who doesn't have a chance to see him for the rest of his life. For the rest of yeah, exactly. That part. That yeah. part. Mm-hmm. So on behalf yeah. of the family, we totally get it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. what makes this case even crazier, if you're not on Patreon, you probably don't even know this yet, but John is of the root of the caucus. Yeah. Like he's a he's a white man. Mm-hmm. So for mm-hmm. this black man to go before a jury for killing a black a white man, you know, that he never was caught for, and everybody involved is showing him empathy. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. weird. It's weird, but it's bizarre. It's, but it should be happening all the time where it ain't bizarre. Whether you are black, white, Hispanic, or whatever, if true remorse is true remorse, it shouldn't be a thing where like people are shocked that you are getting some type of empathy if you okay. really feel remorseful. Fair. That's good and that's a great take. But I can see if it I can see this response even if it was self-defense. Mm-hmm. It wasn't self-defense. He set out for some trouble. Right. Whether he meant to kill or not, he meant to rob. He right. meant that with all his heart. You know, it, it led to murder, uh, unfortunately. But if it was self-defense yeah. and then all these people standing up for him and all that right. kind of stuff, you know, I could see that even clearer, you know. Right. Uh and maybe the family would too, even though the life was taken, at least they know, well, my family member did cause it or was trying to do it and they were just protecting themselves. But just to flat out murder him, you yeah. know, uh That's a lot. That's a lot to swallow. Yes. And that's, that's not something that you you know, you go lay down and take. No. So I I get it. Remorse or not. I get it, Robert. I go to bat for mine too. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. 100 yeah. and that's our case for this week y'all wow, wow. what do you think mom it's a little different it was different it was a twist it still got a somewhat halfway happy ending that oh. um uh travel didn't um lose his life as well he still right. he's he's only gonna be 50 this year so he still got the rest of his life with his children and um you know, I hope he hang up the rap thing at 50 years old because that's going to be sad. But uh, And please, please do not contact Diddy when you get out, baby. It ain't a good time. It ain't no. a good time. <laughs> he going to find a way to tell you you owe him some money. So just go on. Go on and on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a good time for Diddy. So when I you get you out. the news and the clink. You know what's going mm-hmm, on. Mm-hmm. Keep it, keep it, keep it cute in New York and stay away from him, okay? Because mm-hmm. allegedly he done done a lot of wrong stuff. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> that part. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Let us know what you thought about it. You know how to contact us. If you don't, Instagram's a great place. I haven't been in the DMs at all. I feel so terrible. I may just give her access to the DMs so somebody's replying because I feel terrible. And I love y'all. I really love y'all, but my schedule is... But she got a baby. And my baby... Oh, my God. He is everything, but he's busy, girl. He's crawling now, y'all. He only four lives. And and the doctor doctor said that he's advanced. (laughs) (laughs) The doctor said he advanced. Okay, with that so, being said, a 
again. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for dealing with me, Kristen, and our mother because we're a lot of women. Yeah. Well, it's a we're whole a lot. lot of women up in here. Annoying. Um, so we we really appreciate it. And if you guys yes. enjoy the show at all, please tell someone about it. You know, share it yes. with a friend and also give us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Facebook. It really, really helps the show grow. Yes. And yeah. Before we go. As always, be Be safe, safe, protect your peace, and and protect protect your space. So we don't have to cover your case, friend. Period. Period. Bye. 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 Thanks so much for listening to the show. You can stream all of our episodes on Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please leave us a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even Facebook. It's the best way to help the show grow, and it's completely free. For bonus content, you can find us on Patreon. And for more information about the show, you can visit BlackTrueCrime.com. See you next time.